Welcome to the Gay Buddhist Forum, where teachers from all schools of Buddhism offer their perspectives on the Dharma and its application in modern times, especially for LGBTQI audiences. These talks are offered freely to the world and made possible by appreciative listeners. If you would like to support our efforts to share the Dharma with underserved audiences, please visit gaybuddhist.org. There you can donate, find a list of upcoming speakers, or enjoy many hundreds of these recorded talks dating back to 1996. Good morning. Let's uh, <clears throat> do what we usually do, and I'll start and introduce ourselves by our first name. I'm Paul. Larry. John. So, John. Ben. Michael. Jack. Arthur. Kay. Robert. Todd. Justin. <coughs> Francis. Peter. Lucas. Peter. Kate. Clint. Bill. Snake. Go around here. Doug. Mike. Michael. Michael. George. <laughs> Paul. Yes, sir. Okay. Diamond. Anyone? I'm not Carol McHouse. And how many uh, are here for the first time? Could you raise your hand? Welcome. Very special welcome. Please talk to most of us have been here for some time, so if you have any questions uh, afterwards, don't hesitate to um, ask. Uh, Carol Newhouse uh, has apologized electronically. Um, she had um, surveyed her sangha a couple of months ago, and several were interested in possibly coming over to sit with us today. But when she surveyed them a week ago, uh, there was only one, and that one was tentative. So uh, uh, Carol sort of embarrassed, and uh, but she politely declines. And she'll be here to speak to us again because she's one of our beloved regular speakers. Uh, today our speaker is going to be Don Weepert, who has been here before and who does some really good work, uh, outreach work to prisoners. And so he'll speak to us about uh, that today. And as he's speaking, um, you might consider whether you might want to become involved in some way in, uh, well, writing letters is the main task that Don talks about uh, most often, and hopefully he'll have some excerpts from the letters because they're always wonderful. Don? I'm not here to ask for people to help write letters. Oh, right. No. I'm, ask people to, I'm here to ask people help with the work. Okay. Uh, and uh, as you may have, uh, if you read the back pages of the newsletter you've seen for a couple of months, there's been a statement. Don Reaper would like to have some help doing this, and please get in touch with him and have a statement about what it's about. And uh, it didn't result in anything. So uh, I, I did a lot of thinking about it, and I think I want to approach it from the point of view of uh, uh, <coughs> well, I, I just my own I guess my own personal reasons for doing it are uh, because I had I had some uh, very powerful experiences of being with prisoners in prison, uh, in a maximum security prison in New York, and then in the county jails here, um, and also uh, um, 
it's, uh, I don't know how to put it. Uh, the first experience I had was with prisoners in, uh, in New York in a maximum security prison in which uh, we, my teacher, my Zen teacher at that time, and, and, and the Sangha that I belonged to, he also had a Sangha in a prison. And I would go with him. Uh, and uh, it was quite an experience, especially the first times that you go. Uh, but it continued to be a very powerful experience. The first time you go, you know, you go in and you go, you get checked out and possibly not admitted, but most of the, in that prison, the, uh, the teacher was pretty, he, he made a point of getting along well with the guards. And he also deeply respected the guards. He, he, uh, he saw them as human beings, you know, uh, sort of in many cases entrapped in the system or also, you know, in, in some cases maybe working out, creating a lot of negative karma they were going to someday pay the price for or whatever you think about when you accumulate negative karma. But he had, he had, a lot, he had basically a really decent a lot of respect for them and it, uh, it communicated. You could see that they, they liked his presence in most cases. Uh, in any event, what we did was we, uh, you entered, you, you had your, it's the powerful part, and it's like this in San Quentin, which I think I'm going to be going to, uh, uh, to sit with. But the, uh, get your hand stamped, and you go into this, you know, a big gate slowly grinds open, and you go through, and then you, and it grinds back behind you, and you're facing another one just like it. You can't, that's there. And then that one slides back, and you can go through a long hallway to a huge, in this place, it's a, built in 1900, and it has this huge ceiling, so a big archway with a steel door in the middle. It's all steel, a big steel door in the middle. The other side, men are walking in lines. This is Friday night. It's the time for them to, uh, uh, well, they can go to various groups. They can do things, and they're also religious groups meeting and so on. So that it's like time. So there's lines of people going everywhere, and of course, uh, they look scary. A lot of them. That could be just inside of me. But, you know, they, they look. They are scary sometimes. And uh, so then you uh, go upstairs, and when we got upstairs, the, the prisoners were had just finished mop, mopping the floor and sweeping it in the room that we were going to use, which was really a converted classroom. They just moved all the furniture out. And then they were able to get blankets uh, from a closet that they kept, and they folded them up to make, you know, zafus and also something to sit on. And, uh, uh, and then we had a, a little service and, uh, and a lecture from the teacher. And then a kind of a group discussion in which everybody responded to what the lecture and maybe the uh, Dharma, you get a Dharma reading usually, you know, what, that, what does this mean to you? And we got in a little bit of a group discussion. It wasn't very uh, extensive, uh, but it was very powerful. Um, some of the men were doing master's degrees, and so they were verbal. Some of the men were uh, not very used to talking, you know, about what they thought about something you know, when they had a, a response to what they were thinking about. And so it was a very intimate experience, and I talked too. You know, it was not, you were not to be there and not, you know, part of the group. And then we had a little visit afterwards. Uh, and 
you go a few times and you begin to get to know some of them, and uh, uh, and then uh, and then the most powerful part of the whole experience is leaving. You know, you, you're into the Dharma experience of sharing, as we are here today. You know, it's warm. It's I mean, we're you know, it's a the sangha, whatever that means to each of us individually. We come for one reason or another, and it's supportive of our practice, but. We leave and they stay, and the issue of separation just really hits you. This is what separation is uh, in terms of the Buddhist uh, thinking. Uh, so that was for me. That was that was a very powerful experience, uh, and uh, and I continued to go while I'm in New York. Uh, after a while, some of the men took vows, uh, took the. Ten precept vows, and uh, they what in the Zen community is called jukai, which is a ceremony of accepting the vows. Uh, so that had a powerful experience in me, and the other was uh, the other direct experience I've had was in San Francisco for about a year and a half, going into a, uh, a program organized by the Buddhist communities of San Francisco, not just the Zen Center, but that's sort of the main, that's the sort of powerhouse for this. Because the Zen Center has dedicated several staff members specifically to doing outreach and work with prisoners, so they have a staff in a place and so on. Uh, and uh, and somebody to answer their letters that they get and to send out books. Uh, but anyway, you go to prison and we or and people, a team of two goes into various uh, blocks and does uh, does uh, uh, yoga for maybe 45 minutes or you have an hour and a half roughly and then uh, meditation and then, then a, a sharing. Uh, that's a very different experience. County jails are a lot looser than maximum security prisons, but uh, uh, it's still not joyous places, especially San Pablo, the one that's down in San, uh, no, San Bruno, excuse me. That's a terrible place. That's really the men are breaking windows there constantly in the summertime because it's so hot there's no, you know, it just heats up. It's not good ventilation. They live in big, huge wards and uh, just a few phones and whatever. It's just uh, the county jail that you see from the freeway is uh, down here on 7th or 9th Street, 7th Street is Park Avenue next to that place. It's uh, really, really kind of, that's where I did most of my work. Uh, And so uh, last week, so I, I just made an announcement at the end, and some guys came up to me and said, uh, uh, "Oh, I don't know. You know, you want to help, but what do you do? You know, what is it? What is involved in this correspondence thing?" And that's what I thought I'd like to share a little bit about. Well, what would you do if you actually helped? How would how could you help? Uh, uh, and uh, I just thought I just I just thought before I asked to that, I just want to. I have a lot. I have letters here. These are all. I, I made about ten copies of, of letters that I just, out of the batch that I just received, they're sort of typical of the kinds of letters that we get. They're, they're each of them sort of typical of different kinds of letters. Uh, the first one is a guy that just says, "Please send me your newsletter." I did. Oh, excuse me. Well, I'll, I'll just let me be a little systematic. About this uh, there's one man, Terry Pancho, who 
wrote one of the articles about bathing. Uh, the, the, the newsletter that we had a few months ago, which dealt with uh, you know how they talked about their experience in prison, how they meditated, what they what what, what it meant for them to be a Buddhist in prison, what they did. Uh, this man is uh, getting out in 18 months, and he has asked me. He, he's asked. He writes his letter saying, "Anything you can do to help me." help the sangha that I've created, that those that I lead even created to lead. He has a sangha of about 12 guys in his prison. And he's uh, he's very knowledgeable about the Dharma. He has a lot. He could really teach us if he came. He's very, he's done a lot to educate himself. Uh, I just want to say this, read this to you. Uh, chapter 3 of the Sutra of the Lotus Flower. That's one of the ancient uh, uh, collections of, uh, of, of sutras and uh, of, of koans, actually. Chapter three of the Sutra of the Lotus Flower of the wonderful uh, of the wonderful law, the Lotus Sutra, goes into great detail uh, on doing work like we do. You and GBF and everyone there are living manifestations of Chapter three. I believe because you fulfill it by sharing the Dharma and your practice with others who haven't a clue out the true reality of things. That made me feel good <laughs> for, uh, for what we do, you know. And it's uh, uh, that's so. I just uh, <clears throat> this first part of his letter. Well, I just uh, took that part of his letter. Um, so just thought that would be it. So what do we do? Uh, get about twenty. 15 to 30 letters a month, and sometimes I get to them every six weeks, sometimes once a month. Uh, about a third of them are, just, are letters that's one thing. I'm a, I'm a Buddhist, I'm a this, I'm a that, you know, I've heard about you, or I've got your name on the list. Uh, please, uh, I want, will you please put me on your pen pal list, and I want somebody to write letters to me. And, all they, and when I say all they get, I guess I feel it's what they get. What we do with them is just simply, just, dear friend, thank you, you know, got your letter, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's a paragraph, which I should have brought, uh, a copy of the letter, about what the Sangha is about. And say, uh, uh, and we don't have a pen pal program, because we don't. Uh, there's no way we could have one. Uh, if you get 25, if you get, if you get 20 letters a month asking for pen pals, and the Sangha is about 50 people, it's not very practical to think to even ask for help. So I sort of decided not to do that a few years ago. Uh, then there's a bunch of people who wrote right back from that, not that many, maybe third, and they want the newsletter. And then there's another group of letters that come in. Uh, Michael, you want to tell a letter about veg- Why don't you tell the one about the guy with his vegetarian problem? Michael's, Michael took this the other day. He's made do something with it. I think I'm, I'm going to write him just because I'm, I'm sympathetic. He, he's, a, he's a vegetarian in prison, and he is supposed to be offered vegetarian meals by law, apparently. But the guards harass him about being a vegetarian, and very often will not give him the vegetarian meals that he's supposed to get. Um, he says that a week doesn't go by without him having a problem of this sort. Um, so he, and he feels very... I'm very frustrated. This is in Texas, and, and coming from the South, I understand how hostile people are to vegetarians in the South. Um, so I'm not really surprised that he's having these kinds of problems. Um, so. Tell about his asking, and then asking not about 
Well, yeah. First, he he wanted he wanted us to write, uh, I guess, to officials in the prison. He even had an area letter gave me the names of the people specifically to write ombudsman and wardens and things. Right, and then and then later he wrote again and said, "Don't because I'm up for parole and you know don't rock the boat. <laughs> Just let's wait and see if I get parole first. And you know. So. <clears throat> So that's yeah, I thought that was one, and uh, and there's another uh, uh, in the past. Uh, there's a, a, a guy that has trouble getting books from our bookstore because they they keep saying they want absolute real proof that it's a licensed vendor of books, you know, which is uh, just just driving him crazy. So we have people to write. So so in cases like this, uh, what what I what we do. Is uh, where advocacy is necessary. The out of the Zen Center uh, or officials of the Zen Center will write letters that this is. They're going to write. They were willing to write a letter that vegetarianism is a very important part, you know, et cetera, et cetera, and also these are the other issues. And we've gotten involved in other kinds of advocacy issues, also uh, helping prisoners, uh, uh, you know, secure their practice. Uh, and those letters take a little time. Uh, and then we get letters to wanting books. Uh, up to now, the Zen Center has been able to provide lots of books, uh, not books, but books, you know, uh, for these people's practice. Uh, sometimes I help them actually mail the books out because it's, you know, it's a little bit of extra work. Uh, and so that's what's involved. That, it, it, it's, it's, it's a lot of addressing of envelopes, uh, uh, you know, Writing letters, sending letters out, reading the mail just takes time, you know, just, just sorting out what these letters are about and what to do. Do you have any recollections, Francis, of it when you have? Uh, you read some of the letters? Or? No, I think if one could do the same kind of a function again, again you get into it and maybe do it more effectively. So that if you get a crew or some specialization function like in place, it might help. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, um, I have this, you know, w with not getting a response from anybody and having done this on my own and not having challenged the group to help before. You know, I, well, I've asked for help at various times, but uh, uh, <coughs> didn't seem to know how to sort of follow through on it, uh, or whatever, for whatever reason it happened. But the thought occurs to me is this something that the Sangha really believes is important to do? Seriously, I mean, really examining yourself, you know, is it is it is it something worthwhile? Uh, and also, you might want to have some more questions. You know, I don't think I probably explained anything about Snake. Is it true that most inmates have a lot of time on their hand, or are they rushing from thing to thing? Yes, it's true that inmates have a lot of time on their hands. In the maximum security prison that I was in in New York, it, about 40% of the men had jobs, maybe from 50, 45, 50%. You know, they, they could go to the bakery, they went to the kitchen, they, I don't know if they made, I don't know if they make a, a license plates anymore or whatever. I mean, the kinds of things that they do in prison. It was a luxury to have a job. It was, it was a luxury to have a job, and not, you know, uh, otherwise you didn't have anything to do. You hung around the yard all the time, pumped iron or, or, or 
or got into fights and killed each other. You know, so whatever they do in the yard, all kinds of things. So yeah. Would it be possible to sort of subsidize uh, direct exchanges between prisoners? I mean, you know, the postage stamps, uh, pay them if possible. No. Some of the more advanced practitioners would probably be better at communicating with other prisoners than, than we would even if we had the time. Um, prisoners are not allowed to write other prisoners in most cases. Oh. Howard has told me he's not allowed to write to them. They cannot they do not accept mail from another prison in most cases. Uh, uh, you cannot you cannot send money directly. You can send it to the commissary and it'd be put in their uh, account that they're very limited in the amount of money they can withdraw from it. Uh, Stamps sometimes will be rejected if you send the stamps to them. Uh, there is a system, uh, and it's run by. I don't think it, I don't know if it's Amazon. It's not Amazon, but it's some. Um, I forgot now. I have it at home. But there's there's a there's a major company which has a prison division, and they will actually they have prices. They they they, they literally have a catalog of things that you can buy. And so then it comes from a licensed vendor and it can get through. So you can't send anything in that's a licensed vendor. Uh, Oregon, for example, as some of you know, when we send them a newsletter from the prisoners, you know, we, we can't just say GBF. We have to have a name on it, a personal name. They usually put my name down, I think. But, uh, uh, I mean, there's all kinds of rules about stuff. Stuff comes back uh, uh, sometimes for a variety of reasons. It's hard to... Uh, Say exactly. No, you can't do it. We, I mean, we could subsidize. Uh, yeah, you can subsidize through the bookstore. Uh, you know, and the only thing we should subsidize, I should, I think, we would. And you've been very generous. I don't know how many books you've given us. You must read a lot, or you've accumulated a lot in your lifetime. But uh, we don't get many donations of books. But I thought it might be nice if the Sunday gave money to buy books for the Buddhist prisoners that we service uh, to the Zen hundred dollars a couple of times a year would probably buy. Because so, yeah. the, would they like the donation of books to be sort of limited to Buddhism or the spirituality you know, acceptable uh, they uh, um, they I think you know any book that's that's from a recognized tradition like yoga or Tibetan Buddhism or something like that, uh, uh, and queer dharma is a book that they buy. You know, uh, any, is anybody not familiar with the books queer dharma? Does everybody know what, that there are two books called queer dharma that are very good? And that originated partly out of this group. Yes, yeah, out of this group. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people who wrote for it came out of this group. Everybody knows that such books? <laughs> okay, that's great. I, I was wondering whether some of the newer people are aware that this books were that time. Uh, uh, so uh, he's been very generous with Queer Dharma 2, which didn't sell very well. Sorry. <laughs> but, he's, uh, but we can get a hold of that uh, and send that out. Yeah. Could you talk a little bit about the teaching aspect? You mentioned that you went originally in New York. Was it Austin you went to? Or? No, it was uh, Napanok. 
that you went with your teacher. And yeah. I think there's, in my mind, there's sort of a split between people who are interested in prisoners' issues per se, because they're interested in prisoners, whatever you know, political or religious right. background they come out of. And then there are other people who are sort of interested in Buddhism and different things that they might want to do um, as part of their practice. Mm-hmm. And so can you talk a little bit about, you know, in that community, that, in the prison work that you're talking about, how much contact there is with the, the teachers at the Zen Center or, or people who are going in to the prisons um, who are um, ordained or, you know, in some way uh, more... Um, some of the prisoners are very, very uh, uh, happy to have somebody that visits them every six months, every three months, every week, once a month. Uh, the uh, Tibetan uh, the, the group, the followers of Yeshi, um, I'm saying it right, uh, operate the Liberation Prison Press, which sends out 5,000 mailings a month and uh, a magazine. Rebecca Corton is, uh, you know, Robina Corton. You may remember she's written some articles for us. And uh, uh, I mean, she gave speeches a while back. She's a dynamite woman and fundraiser. Uh, so yes, there are teachers that go in. Uh, San Quentin has a sangha, and uh, and they have a senior priest, uh, a, a, a person who received dharma transmission, goes in regularly as the teacher. Plus. Uh, any of us are welcome to go also and join that sangha. Uh, you have to you have to get yourself fingerprinted, etc., and get a tag, but you can go. You know, it, it's not you know you're welcome, and it means a lot. It's exactly what I did when I started. Uh, yes, yeah, so there are teachers available, uh, and there's a group called the Prison Dharma Network, which has information that can help prisoners get in touch with sanghas, you know, and teachers, but. Most, many of them long for a teacher, you know. Um, now there are also, um, there are at least six sanghas that we that, uh, that I'm in touch with, or I guess that we're in touch with, you know, uh, where there's a lot of guys in one prison and they, they, uh, they receive books also. I just, but they have a library. Pancho's the guy I read, he, he keeps a library for them. And, uh, and they have a they have a chaplain that's very helpful. There are chaplains that are very helpful, but I would say more predominantly the chaplains are hostile and don't make it easy for these guys, especially in the South, especially in Texas it seems. Or I guess Texas is there's so many guys we get from Texas. I would bet a quarter of the people we have from Texas. Uh, and there's one unit that uh, there's one unit of uh, of almost entirely homosexuals. Uh, that's, they're all segregated, and there's a sangha there. Uh, so it's uh, interesting. A lot of the a lot of the guys write about uh, their uh, you know their their anguish about their uh, their uh, their homosexuality. Is it okay in Buddhism to be gay? You know, uh, and it's because they're all homophobic. I guess I could tell you this one too. This one very touching. It's really very, it really I don't know warm my heart. There's a guy I've been writing to who writes, he writes very long letters. He writes about being lonely, et cetera, et cetera. And I didn't take him on as a pen pal, but that doesn't matter. He writes me letters anyway. Uh, and I just sent him back a little something maybe because, you know, I, he sort of got me. Well, the last letter he got was, 
he says, I, didn't know how to, I don't know how to tell you this, et cetera, et cetera, but apparently there was an older guy, 57, he's about late 30s, moved into his uh, uh, bunk uh, as a bunkmate. Uh, after about a week or so, they sat down, he put his hand on his leg and the other way, et cetera, and so now they've become lovers. And he says, and this is and this is the first time he only he really only acknowledged that he was gay in prison. You know, it's pretty hard if you're gay, and if, if you never come out, but if you go to prison, it's, it's pretty hard not to, not to really have to acknowledge those feelings. You know, you think about being all those guys taking showers, everything about it. Uh, it's like going to YMCA. You know? so, anyway. It was very warm. He talked about how wonderful it was to have a lover in the first time he had sex. You know, it was just, uh, you know, it's, it's nice. So, uh, so what do you think, guys? Uh, I can tell you how I think we might handle it. But do you have any ideas how we could share this? I have uh, quite a few questions. Yeah. Uh, the first would be, did you have any fear going in and sitting with the, the other men? Um, and if so, how did you deal with that? No, I kind of trusted it would be all right because my teacher was going with me, and he was, you know, uh, I would I would have felt differently, I think, if I, you know, but I did yet, but a lot of stuff came up. I was I was fearful. I mean, a lot of anxiety, uh, but it wasn't. Uh, uh, yeah, I, yeah. How did I deal with it? I guess I just went and <laughs> leapt off the hundred foot pole. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a terrible anxiety. Some of the women that went really had a lot of, they, it was hard for them to go. And they were very, they were respected. As a matter of fact, uh, what's happened, that was 10 years ago, 11 years ago when I was doing that in New York. Uh, they now service five prisons. Uh, they have a woman who coordinates this. They have, you know, they have songs in five prisons from this, having spread from this uh, around. That. There's a lot that happens that around that area. There's a real concentration of prisons for some reason, mm -hmm. you know, uh, whatever. So, uh, yeah. Is being a gay man been an issue? For who? For the inmates? Uh, I wasn't really out publicly at that time when I was, when I was going with them. Uh, and I don't think it would even come up, you know, in the saga. It's no, there's no reason why you would talk about it. Because I was just wondering if, if people go representing the Gay Woods Fellowship. Uh, no, nobody goes representing. Okay. No, if you go, you uh, you represent the uh, it's the prison the prison meditation network. That's it. the prison meditation network. Is, is has. Uh, People from the Pasana, from the Zen Center, from uh, from uh, Integrity Yoga Center, uh, and uh, I, I don't know if Pure Land is involved very much in it, but you know it, it has people in it from that's that's that meets sort of in San Francisco every few months, and that coordinates the uh, program that goes into the prisons. Okay. And it's done, but the Prison Meditation Network has a it's a staff member at the Zen Center actually coordinates and keeps the records, so it has a staff member that can help it run. So, so for example, if you were wanting to go to um, 
the, the prison there in San Rafael, um, would you contact them, or how would that happen? I don't. Is there a prison in San Rafael? Well, the, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. the San, one, Quentin, San Quentin. Oh, San Quentin. Yeah. Uh, I, you uh, I talked to me about it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how, how you might do that uh, if you're interested in doing that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, the, that's, well, that's all I can say. Uh, <coughs> should we do it? I can't do it alone anymore. How? If if you helped, how could we do that? Well, I think it would help if you would sort of describe to us what it might look like on a week-to-week or month-to-month basis in terms of uh, where any volunteers would go. What it, and what exactly we would do. I'm talking about the letter writing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm talking about the work of communicating between the, the fellowship and the prisoners. Okay. Do I understand correctly that basically we sent a kind of form letter to most of these guys because we're not writing them personally. So if they, if they write requesting a pen pal, we send them more or less a letter that describes yes. our, yeah. our sangha and explains that we don't have and then I guess it also tells them that they can get their newsletter. Yeah, well, yeah, right. What, what, I would, what I would suggest, I mean, what, what I thought about how it would work would be I come in once a month with the letters, unopened, sit down with a group of guys, we open the letters and read them, and sort them out into the piles that they have to be put in, and then send the form letters out that have to go, and the letters that are require more attention you know, uh, there's two, two, two groups. One want the newsletter, one want the other. Uh, uh, and then uh, keep that. And then uh, people who want the newsletter, somebody will take their names or keep the envelopes or something and um, write uh, to the database person and give the names of these are new guys, you know. Yeah. Robin is the one I write, communicate with. I think he does the work sometimes, or he used to. Uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, so those are the, there's very routine tasks, you know, that part. And then there's the letters that require some special attention, you know, and we can look at them and decide how we want to share them. Maybe you know. uh, would it help if I pass out some letters? To, 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 show, to show you what, what we get. And Don, okay. you know, uh, what about... We don't have much time, I think. Yeah, we have plenty of time. Okay. How, what about uh, the time commitment? I mean, is this an all-day Saturday thing, or... I would think an, an hour. A couple of... An hour. An hour would handle it well, uh, although although people might have to... Uh, uh, maybe somebody would take the form of, form of his home and address them at home, or something, take the responsibility for the... For the first responses, I call them the first responses, the second responses, etc. You know, uh, that's how my, my data file works. Uh, so something could or, take or, or we could all write envelopes out right there and, on, and write an envelope for every envelope we get right there and then. So because we know we're gonna, that's one of the hard, that's one of the pain. for me it's a pain in the ass to, to do that. You know, uh, etc. I think it, I think the group could look at the task and figure out how they want to handle it. If people want to meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking that we could do this sort of like we do the newsletter mailing party. That's once a month after after the meeting, people who want to can stay and and do this. And, you know, it's 
spend an extra hour. I think some people, though, should take some, should be a group where they, some of them take a responsibility. It can't be just like, well, here, you do this, you do that, you do this, you do that. It has to be a little more organized than that. Somebody has to do it sort of consistently, um, or several people. So, yeah, I did it last week, I know how to do it, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I think we could get, what I what I thought is we get together with maybe in three weeks or four weeks, maybe, or right after the next newsletter comes out, it's going to come out in December, right? Get together, organize a meeting, sit down with a group of people, and figure out how will we do this? Who will do what? You know, and who's willing to try this part of it? You'll have to get a little educated about it. Make a commitment. Do you want to do it? The Sangha doesn't want to do it if you just want to rely on who shows up. I'm going to go crazy if nobody comes and I'm going to get upset and mad. And, you know, uh, and, uh, and uh, I don't know what to say. You know, I mean, could it be done after the Sunday? It can be done. Yeah, it can be done for an hour after. Yeah. I would say we can sit down with people I think that to make a commitment trying. to do it. I think that would be worth trying. Yeah. I think that's a great idea, Michael, because... People are reluctant to commit, but they do commit to coming here, and it's not much of a commitment to stay over once uh, on an ad hoc basis. So, you know, maybe by doing that a couple of times, um, a couple of interested people will uh, emerge who um, might be willing to share the, um, I guess, leadership responsibility with you. Well, I'm willing to sort of, I want to work, I don't. I, I think, yeah, I, I may I may want to phase out of it in a while. I think I do, uh, I, for a variety of personal reasons, including my practice, which is getting deeper and uh, making more commitments. I want to go into some more retreat. I want, anyway, um, that's my personal issue, is I really want, I want to see the work continue. Uh, I want to stay involved with it. Uh, I'm hoping that we continue to do it. And, uh, because otherwise, you're just going to keep getting these letters every month, and what are you going to do with them? You know, they're going to keep coming in, whether I'm doing it or not. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think it's something that needs to be taken on as a sounder responsibility, not, mm-hmm. not just everybody feels good that I do it <laughs> for that, so to speak. These are letters coming in to us. Yes, to the fellowship. Oh. But I think that if, if we start by having these parties, those sort of male parties after the, the Sunday sitting, that might evolve into a kind of committee. Once people understand well, what, what, think, the work, yeah. what, what yeah. the work entails, that some people might be willing to take some sort of responsibilities on right with this. You got any ideas, Francis, about how to organize it? You're so good at that. Or maybe you'll come to the first meeting and help us organize it. I guess it ought to be the same number of Sunday in the month so that people wouldn't have to worry about dates. It was a Saturday or third. Just like if you did the second Saturday for feeding the whole Saturday. Uh-huh. Have it so you knew which was going to be this one so you would arrange to come that mm-hmm. time if you were interested. The only problem with that is that the San Francisco Buddhist Center um, has certain events that happen here and they don't happen, unfortunately, on a regular basis. So there is Every month, there are certain Sundays that we can't stay late. Uh, so um, we, can we have to arrange with them ahead of time for sitting out. Yeah, I just like I mean, I, I agree with that. We have, we have one model of engaged Buddhism that we take on right now in GPF, and it's, it's the Hamilton Center 
faithfully every second Saturday of the month. And, and there's a crew of people that, that, are, that are regulars who do it, and, uh, and I, I kind of put it together. We've been doing it about eight years now, and it's a working model of how to do something like this. The thing, if you want to use it as an example, you need to have one person spearheaded, and then have, uh, which, which would take a lot of time to get, but, but then you need to have like a pool of people you can draw on, and then just meet once a month. It doesn't have to be here, it could be in somebody's apartment, right, or something. Right. And then, uh, you know, don't make a chore. Yeah, it, could, it could be fun. Well, the Halloween dinners are, are great fun. They're, they're, they're festive, and then we, we formed a really tight, loving community out of it. You can order them pizza, you can order you know, or make a potluck. And um, it could just be a, a, I mean, we all are urban males. A lot of us you know, are away from biological families. This is a way where you form community. It isn't like, like this big responsibility to take on in spite of all the fun things you can do instead of that. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, it's a sense of, of, of you know, like, like engaged Buddhism. It isn't just coming your navel. It's going out in the world and, and taking the Buddhist principles and, and engaging them. Yeah, uh, it, you know, I just, yeah. I think the other thing we do is send the newsletters out to the prisoners. Yeah. I think that's a very important thing that we do. It's not, it's, it's not, and that's done in the mailing party, uh, which, you know, uh, but... That's the most, for a lot of the guys, it, what, they, what they say about it. We got letters back, you know, uh, 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 from some of the guys saying they loved that scholarly article that uh, David Holmes wrote, you know, and got all involved in commenting about it, it was, uh, et cetera. So you're, we're always getting letters. The newsletter means something, appearing every month, every other month in my, you know, in my life. It, uh, it's my only contact with the uh, the outside world about Buddhism. So let me pass these out. Um, yeah. We don't have much time to read. I just want to make a comment because yeah. that seems like there's a lot of energy there. The yeah. men being able to fight each other. And I don't see how they could stop it if we received it and then forwarded it. I mean, because there's a lot of time on each one of these, these people. I mean, there's a lot, there seems like a lot of energy available between the parties. And if there was a way that we could eliminate the bureaucracy of having the letter come from another prison, forwarding it in our own return address, you know, how can they, do they, I mean, would we be breaking some kind of law? Well, I, you know, that's an interesting comment, but let me... The first letters I've passed out are kind of like that, give you an idea. The rest of these are very simple. They're written in one, one minute. I just give you an idea. That's just what they look like. They don't say much. So just do, do, do this. I think you probably want to pass them around. In a sense, what I try to do is convey the ordinariness of the letters. You know, they're, they're just. Oh. Yes. How can they find out about GBS now? How do they get their uh, address? How is our name being publicized 
The prison Garmin network in Denver, which is headed by a man named Philip Mao, who was who's a Buddhist teacher, who was in ten years in prison, but has now become a recognized Buddhist teacher. He's organized the prison Garmin network, and they sent out a publication to 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 around the prison. You know, they have quite an extensive network, and we're listed there as one source of help. And are we only gay? I asked them to please stop saying we take pen pals, and I think they did. You know, but that doesn't stop these guys from writing anyway. Every group, the 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 Buddhist Peace Fellowship gets letters all the time. The Zen Center gets letters. They all want pen pals. Only one third distill out is really wanting our newsletter. You know, the rest is prisoners are so lonely for contact. They want something. You know. You, you, you know, we, we can't do it. I always feel bad when I send those letters out that they can't do it for you. But uh, uh, so, uh, but those people that are really, you know, it, it filters out. Some of the guys write it because they want it, but some people are really practicing or, or meditating or uh, involved in something. I didn't bring a letter like this, a guy, because uh, it, it's kind of kind of letter you don't quite know how to answer. Uh, uh, he said he was. Uh, he became. Uh, uh, he, you know, he, uh, uh, he joined Islam. He became, you know, uh, a member of Islamist career. And then he realized he's gay. That came later. And now he feels like he's going to be damned to hell. Uh, well, it's it's funny, but it's true. You know, he really is worried about it. He's not. He can't tell. His, he can't tell his fellow members of his. Uh, that he's dead because they will uh, you know whatever so so you get so but anyway that, does that answer your question they hear about it also from other prisoners There's, you see prisoners are always being transferred around in prisons it happens very regularly that uh, you, like in New York we would sit and all of a sudden somebody's not there well where do you go you went to Sing Sing or you went up to you know Elmira so it spreads also by prisoners, knowing prisoners. And are we the only gay Buddhist source? We are the only source for gay Buddhists. Uh-huh. The only source for gay people who want to have that as a... And, you know, most of our newsletters don't... Many, you know, many of the speeches that we... The talks that we have don't mention gay at all. We had a gay woman here last week. Or was it one was through here? Two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. She didn't talk about that. Uh, it, it, uh, we had the uh, had the added, you know, uh, on the Zen Center woman, and she's not gay, and she didn't talk about it. So in our newsletters, a lot of the times our talks don't say, have anything to say about the gay issue, do they? Very often not. Yeah. Very often not. Yeah. Which is which is. We, we don't want to just be a gay. Yeah. yeah, I know. I'm just saying that. Yeah. So, but it's still, uh, but they, but, uh, uh, but they like getting the book like Sri uh, Dharma. Yeah. You know, it helps them. Well, I'm just thinking what maybe contact If you have a letter that you finished like that, pass it around. Yeah, because that's one of the good ones. Mm-hmm.
when I say good ones, it tells you the little kind of interesting. Uh, but you know, so, so I mean, like, you know, I'm, I'm very moved to what you said. I know we're running out of time. What I'm thinking is um, maybe we can put it like a, a list out there and just have people who are just interested. And it is, it's not a commitment. It's not like if you just put your name on the, on the list, you, you have to do this and now you're stuck. <coughs> But just people who are moved to what you're saying and, and thinking this is something that might be worth exploring and you might be interested. And then uh, one of us can take it upon ourselves to just have a meeting where we get together again, just, just have a dinner, go out to a cafe or something, or a cafe or somebody's house, and, and just discuss if we want to take on this project of engaged Buddhists. I would hate to see a follow Wouldn't it be easier to do it, though, after a saga? I don't know. I would suggest we look out on the calendar after this meeting and see uh, if there's a Sunday in December that we're not doing the newsletter that's not booked from 1 to 2 and uh, sign ourselves in and then call Vanika uh, Viveka and tell her what we're doing and saying that maybe once or twice we want to do this to get started and then it's possible we, want to, we will want to move it off site after that. But I think the um, Possibility that we'll get the maximum participation would be after a Sunday meeting. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. I, I, that's my. I, I love the idea of doing that, but I just think it. Yeah. You know, uh, it means well, nights, a typical night to heart. People commit weekend times, you know, and so on. But I think once people get involved, yeah, once people meeting, see, they'll be, they'll be willing to go to a meeting somewhere and, and see exactly what uh, it's like and get a, a feeling for it and. And the fear of being uh, shackled to a, a command that's going to bury them and uh, disappears, that uh, it may be more, uh, it, it, it might make a go of it. Can we start in November? Well, I guess uh, we could. Uh, I guess I'm seeking to get the word out in the next newsletter. Uh, yeah, no, we, we might even just have some Sundays and have a speaker just. just I don't know how people feel about that, whether they, they, they think that that's not what they think for. I don't think you need to do that, you know. Right. I, I mean, I think you can get it done in a time period. So. Right. It looks like some of them have web pages, mm-hmm. inmate.com. What's that? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, so you never... I never heard about it till that letter. So, so uh, I wonder if we could write them an email. I mean, they have access to computers. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea. I'm busy. Here's some tasks I'm involved in. That's not good. that's another thing that came along. Down. Does somebody want to check that out and tell me what it's about? He's given two, and he's given a web. I mean, an email address, Michael Young at inmate.com. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> I can maybe write him. Somebody want to write him? <laughs> I'm trying to collect information now. This is what I'm doing outside of this, uh, just, to, just, to, just to promote the work. I'm trying to find out the actual prisons where their actual song is. I mean, I know about them informally, but uh, uh, Robin and I are going to put together a little list of places where there are about three prisoners all in one prison and write them what's, is there a sangha, a sitting group, you know, how do they know each other? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm getting a list, uh, I'm getting, uh, uh, I'm putting together a, a list of resources that will provide 
than one book, so I can put the... Look, you don't just have to depend on us for books. Here's all these other places you can write and get help, yeah. etc. So I'm, I have a project. Inmate.com comes along now. I have to do that, too. No, that's not my job. Yeah, I wish we had a little I keep discovering there. there are more... There's a network, you know, going on. Because if we had a little space here uh, to, to store books, then maybe we could uh, scout around and see if there's a... We could add to the weekly announcements. If you have books, please bring them. And then this could be a collection point, you know, for uh, books. We could do that. I'm certain if I went through my books, I, I'd have some. We, we, we send the books out to the Zen Center because it comes, they, they, come from, uh, they come from the Zen Center bookstore library. That's the stamp on them. It's a little less well, at least it makes it coming from a recognized religious source. See, library, and then we get a library rate. I mean, so the books are expensive to make. The library rate's much cheaper. So, uh, can so, we, uh, but, but that's not an issue. You know, can we you, reproduce these letters and mail them out to other prisoners, or is that considered prisoner to prisoner? Um, I would not like to do that without talking to a lot of people about it. You know, about or even publish some of these in the newsletter anonymously. Well, we did. We have published oh, yeah, right. We did that, though. And probably, yeah, probably will again, but not. You know, well, you know we, we might be able to contact Winston Leyland and, and see if, if we can get, like, books for uh, queer You said about selling them, well, he's probably got, like, boxes of them. No, he's giving me two boxes. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. No, maybe, no, 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 he's very good. He doesn't have, other, he doesn't have other Buddhist books, you know, to write now, to, yeah. to, to, to give. But does he have more than that? Maybe he buys them at a reduced rate? Well, I have a feeling that's his remainder or something. Oh. Uh, okay, well, that's probably well, it, it, would have to, it would take a while to get rid of two parts of the books. <laughs> yeah. well, One of the reasons I haven't said yes to him yet is because I have to keep him in my house or something. I don't know, know where to keep him. <laughs> <Well, yeah. laughs> that's, yeah. that's all right. I mean, I could do it. We'll work it out. Well, um, so I, I, I would like to, I would think that it's a good idea to have a list outside of people to sign up if they're interested. Uh, I'll have to talk, come to successive meetings to get more people to do it. And then we set aside a date in December, maybe, um, to uh, early in December. Yeah. Uh, well, it could be in November. Um, it's, it's tough during the holiday period. It's, a lot of, you know, it's never good to do it during the holiday period. No. But, what do you well, not between yeah. Christmas and New Year's, but no, there's a lot of Sundays in December. But um, stick around. Yeah, that would be fine. I mean, I, I, I guess we could just send out a, uh, a notice on the on the email uh, group uh, but saying I, I'm, that doesn't get to everybody. I'm not. No, it doesn't. Uh, I'm just saying we could do it in November, but. Uh, there couldn't be an announcement in the newsletter, is what he's saying. The only way if there's an announcement in the newsletter. That would have to be January, wouldn't it, really? No, put it on the website. Yeah, it would be December, yeah. Well, yeah, why don't we just website. keep doing it, announcing it at meetings, put it out, set a date in the, um, what? December. Because yeah, that would be December. That we could early yeah. December, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we could put it in the newsletter, and that would potentially... Yeah, when will the newsletter come out? And we could announce it here every Sunday. Who are the... Okay. Facilitators and the hosts. Hopefully, late November. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that would be good. The facilitators and the hosts that are here, you know, announce it uh, that we're going to do it in December, and I will uh, send a note out uh, to the facilitators and hosts to announce that. And it can go in the email list too. Sorry. Yeah, it can go out in the email.
And I can yeah, send an email out to the group once we find a date. Well, let's see what happens when we put a list out now. Right. And how many people get today put their name on that and want to come and see? I'll be curious just to see what happens when that happens. Yeah. I want to see. We're going to put a list outside and uh, we'll see who today puts their name on it. Yeah. I'm making confused. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, otherwise it's a nice thing that you're very busy <laughs> and you're very busy and you're very busy. You're already doing things. And uh, so it's a lot of, you know, there are other, you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Okay, Francis, any announcements? Because we got we got to wrap up and we'll find a date and we'll put a, a list out there. Important announcements. Please wash your cup. Please put some money in the dollar bowl and be as generous as you can. At least five dollars. money. For the new people, we usually go to lunch, almost to lunch afterwards, and we're most welcome. And again, to repeat, if you have questions, uh, ask because the people have the answer for them. Is there still a sign up sheet for the newsletter if people want to get on the membership list for the newsletter? Yeah, there's a piece of paper out there, and at the top it says New GBF. And and there's some cookies and things you can all because we can't eat anything we have food around here. So be generous with yourself and eat. That's <laughs> okay. Anybody uh, want to take a letter home? We end by joining in a circle. Oh, 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 just, hey, you want to make your announcement? No, uh, I'm just going to say that the information about the GBF Thanksgiving outside, so please take a flyer here. Oh, yes, I'm coming. have a moment of silence. Um, and, uh, Think positive thoughts about November 2nd. Um, <laughs> and think positive thoughts about uh, the prison, prisoner, people who are in prison. And, um, 2,300,000 people. Send out loving kindness to them. Thank you for listening to the Gay Buddhist Forum. If you would like to hear several new talks per month and be notified of upcoming speakers so you can participate live, please subscribe to this podcast, like us on Facebook, and join our mailing list by visiting gaybuddhist.org.